This is Gareth Southgate, and this is the Three Lions Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Three Lions Podcast. My name is Russell Osborne and this is an independent England football supporters podcast. Thank you very much for your continued support. I hope you've enjoyed the recent episodes. We've nearly completed that World Cup series that's been running throughout the year. Most recently hearing all about Brazil 2014 with Dean Cornish. That's still available to listen to at your podcast provider of choice. And that means we only have Russia 2018 still to come. So stay subscribed and I'll put it your way very soon. Who knows? It could be some in-flight entertainment for you when you're heading to Qatar. It's almost time. You know when a squad is announced and people start singing songs about our national team then a major tournament is on the way. And by chance, this is what this episode is all about. Of course, there is always the drama that comes with a World Cup squad announcement. Let me take you back to 1990. Do you remember Bobby Robson selecting Wolves' Steve Bull, who had been playing third division football for a season? And need I remind you of 1998, Glenn Hoddle and Paul Gascoigne? Germany 2006, 17-year-old Theo Walcott raised a fair few eyebrows. And then 2014, Roy Hodgson. He didn't select Ashley Cole, who immediately announced his retirement from international football. The pressure to pick 23 or 26 now names for an England manager is ever so high pressure. So what is the procedure? of a World Cup squad. Well, for England, Gareth Southgate submitted a 55-player preliminary World Cup squad, submitted it to FIFA on the 20th of October. Wasn't made public, but it was likely to have featured such names like Rhys James, Calvin Phillips, Carl Walker, Joe Gomez, Ruben Loftus-Cheek, could have been those that were suffering injuries at the time or those even out of form. 55 players, I think even I was close to being included. But then his final 26-man squad was submitted and publicly announced on Thursday the 10th of November at 2pm. We already knew that Chelsea's Ben Chilwell and Rhys James were missing out because of hamstring and knee injuries and also that Arsenal's Emil Smith-Rowe had a groin injury. So immediately, there were three spaces up for grabs. So here we are then, on the 11th of November, a day after the announcement, and we now know who's in and who's out. This is Gareth Southgate's 2022 Qatar World Cup 26-man squad. Three goalkeepers, Jordan Pickford, Nick Pope, and Aaron Ramsdale, nine defenders, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Connor Cody, Eric Dyer, Harry Maguire, Luke Shaw, John Stones, Kieran Trippier, Kyle Walker, and Ben White. 
There are six midfielders. Jude Bellingham, Connor Gallagher, Jordan Henderson, Mason Mount, Calvin Phillips, Declan Rice. And up front, eight strikers. Phil Foden, Jack Grealish, Captain Harry Kane, James Madison, Marcus Rashford, Bakayo Saka, Raheem Sterling and Callum Wilson. So there we have it, Gareth's final 26 providing none pull out after this final weekend of Premier League action. It is a squad with an average age of 26.4, 820 caps across it, and one that has scored 90 goals, of which 51 come from Harry Kane. It consists of five from Manchester City, three from Newcastle United, Arsenal, Manchester United and Chelsea, Two from Everton, Liverpool and Tottenham Hotspur. And one from West Ham United, Borussia Dortmund and Leicester City. And it is one that features 11 players from Gareth's 2018 Russia World Cup squad. Now three of those players are 32. Kyle Walker, Kieran Trippier and Jordan Henderson. So you think that this could be the last tournament for all of them. Carl Walker is the oldest, born in May 1990, which makes me feel horrendously old. And Jude Bellingham is the youngest at 19 years old, although I think the general consensus is he has a much older head on those shoulders. The most experienced player is Raheem Sterling with 79 caps. Harry Kane not too far behind with 75 and Jordan Henderson with 70. Obviously, the major talking point is James Madison. We can't deny his form this season. Head and shoulders above many others. And he's been constantly been banging Gareth's door. To date, he's only had just the one cap and just 34 minutes at that. He played a part in England's 1,000th game against Montenegro. You may remember the 7-0 at Wembley. He then withdrew from the squad that travelled to Kosovo and was then seen in a casino on his way back to Leicester. And for whatever reason, it seems that Gareth has had that against him since. Although in his press conference announcing the squad, he said this wasn't an issue and had been made more of by the media. The other one that was a surprise for me was Chelsea's Conor Gallagher. Just four caps to his name, but he has been in and around the squad and been doing well for for Chelsea of late. Arsenal's Ben White appears to have knocked hard enough for Gareth to hear him. Another one with just four caps to his name and he last played in the 3-0 win over the Ivory Coast in March. He can be versatile at the back but I don't really expect him to be starting. Calvin Phillips, despite him suffering with a shoulder injury, he has made it in. And this as well, despite not really playing much for Manchester City since his move from Leeds. Whether he'll be able to recreate that dynamic duo with Declan Rice that done so well in the Euros, that remains to be seen. Especially as Jude Bellingham that has made that sort of position his own. But with those names all in the frame now, I would expect Gareth to be playing, obviously, Jordan Pickford in goal. I think that's a given. Uh, If we're going with a back three, Stones, Maguire, Walker, left back, Luke Shaw, right back, 
Chances are it'll be Kieran Trippier, although obviously this Trent Alexander-Arnold. In the midfield, Declan Rice and Jude Bellingham. And then with a front three of, I don't know, one of Phil Foden or Marcus Rashford. And then Harry Kane and Raheem Sterling. And then those that miss out. And Gareth has already said this is the hardest call to make to these players to say, unfortunately, you're not on my list. Those that miss out include Dean Henderson, which given those in front of him wasn't a real particular surprise. Uh, in defence, Mark Gay, Fikayo Tamori, which is, which is a strange one given that he's a Serie A winner with AC Milan and he's doing well over there. He's been part of some recent squads, although not given a huge amount of minutes. James Ward-Prowse is one of those ones that forever seems to just be on the fringes. He's always talked about for his free kick attributes, but he's another one that has missed out. And as I've said on Twitter, Ivan Tony is someone I feel for. Constant speculation about him and that he should be given the opportunities for England. Eventually, he was selected for the recent games against Italy and Germany. Didn't play. And in hindsight... It seems such a waste of a place for those games. But also perhaps something that has gone against him. He's he's currently cooperating with the FA with an investigation concerning betting. So I do wonder if that has played um, on Gareth's mind. Maybe morally he thinks it's not right to take him. So he hasn't. And I think that's where Callum Wilson has benefited Although credit to him, he has been doing the business for Newcastle United of late. Now, a little segment of the show that comes around every couple of years. Always a bit of fun, this one. I enjoy it. One, not to be taken too seriously... But it's one that lets me kind of relive my radio days from days gone by. Now, if you've tuned into any of the World Cup episodes I've released over the past year, you may have heard I mentioned a few songs that major artists have released in anticipation of tournaments. Remember New Order, Embrace, The Farm, Fat Les. Unfortunately, though, it seems those days have gone now. Although they do keep rehashing Three Lions, don't they? And despite what anyone says, Sweet Caroline is not a football song. So once again, I've turned to supporters who have put the effort into writing and producing their own songs. So first up is Wolves fan Steve Heathcock and his track Follow Three. You might remember Steve, he wrote an England song for the team ahead of the Euros that was called England Together. Well, his latest track is one he's tried to make it sound like the old days when the team got together and sung a tournament song. This one, in fact, made it into the top ten of Spotify's England football fan songs and hymns. So it can't be bad. Uh, he's on Twitter, at Steve Heathcock, the number four. Heartache and heartbreak, so many tears, so many millions, so many years. For love of that country, pride on the line, bring back the World Cup this time. 
Steve Heathcock and Follow Three. Next up is My England and Keepy Cuppy. My England is Michael Hollis from Burnley and his penned this England song as being slightly different. A refreshing, feel-good song with a chorus you could teach a parrot to sing. <laughs> it's called My England by Keepy Cuppy. Uh, it's available now on all the major streaming and download platforms, Facebook as well. Uh, just search Keepy Cuppy. Uh, and likewise, you can find these guys on Twitter at Keepy Cuppy. So here we go again. Another World Cup. The world is watching. The England fans are now watching. see you play you'll make our day we're here to stay cheers all day wanna see you play wanna see you play cheers all day cheers all day Charlton Banks Gascoigne Yes. 
The Tight Tops featuring Bodger's Badger and their track called Arf, A Pound of Spuds. <laughs> They're from East Yorkshire and describe this track as not your typical lads football song, but it's about the Qatar heat, Gary Lineker, men in tight football shirts, pubs, potatoes and a BBC radio presenter. Well, the heat is on for England, with temperatures expected to be as high as 80 for their opening game. Wow. You can find these guys also on Twitter, at The Tight Tops. We're going to have to watch it on TV, TV, because Qatar is way too hot for me, for me. We're English, you know, we're used to the snow, we'll get back to a crisp, that's why we won't go. Potato, potato. I really love the sun, I can't wait for it. The sun? You get some burnt over in the fridge. We're gonna pull on our footy kit, our kit. It's now so tight it doesn't really fit, doesn't fit. We'll be wearing it when we're down the pub, so give us a call if you need us on potato, potato. Gary, he's just like you and me, you and me. But he gets paid a mint to chime TV, TV. But Mr. Lineker, be realistic, eating crisp is cannibalistic. Potato, potato. What do I flavour he likes? That's cheese and onion. No way, he's a classy guy. He's prone cocktail all the way. Yeah! Potato, potato. Somebody's type of tyres. Oh, I love the tyres, especially when they're Gonna win the cup for the Queen, the Queen It's gonna be the greatest thing you've seen, you've seen We're not gonna wait, we'll all put a sickie Tell our bosses our stomachs are dicky Potato, potato You get the PDO and the T-A-T You get the ADO, but no E, no E You mash them together and what do you get? The finest vegetable you've ever had Potato, potato That's the tight tops And off a pound of spuds Okay, last one for this feature uh, Is Lions Out Loud They are a three lions band Formed back in 2002 From the St Helens area And they've been releasing England songs since then but this time around, with Qatar being a Christmas tournament, have decided to release an album of 50, yeah, 50 England songs. Uh, it's going to be available on the likes of iTunes, Spotify and TikTok. On it are tracks such as Sacker Claus is coming to town, 
turkey curry, Declan Rice, Gareth Southgate, World Cup stocking, three lions on my Christmas jumper. And they've also penned a song for the lionesses after the Euro win, aptly named All I Want for Christmas is Beth Mead. (laughs) And like all the others, these guys there on Twitter, you can follow them at Bonkers England. Um, but this track we're going to play from Lions Out Loud is called Fairy Tale of Qatar. Fairy Tale of Qatar! Lions Out Loud and Fairy Tale of Qatar. <laughs> I love all of these, and there were so many more I could have featured. I, I love the effort, the passion that goes into them. Bravo, all of you. I love it. Well done. Uh, I've linked to all of them. If you've missed them or want to listen to it again, uh, I've linked to all of them on the Free Lions podcast Twitter as well. And there we have it. Kind of feels like a a short episode, this one. What with it being about a squad announcement. But I guess at the end of the day, in essence, it's just a list of names. Nothing really major like there as there has been in the past. No Gaza moment or anything like that. It is a good squad, though. I'm more than happy with it. Uh, Let me know your thoughts. Of course, you can find me on Twitter and on Facebook. Uh, Instagram, yeah, as and when I remember it's there. Coming your way very soon, you'll be the final part of our World Cup series, taking a look at Russia 2018. I have the Iran preview episode coming your way. And also, for the football historians out there, the 18th of November is a very special date in the Lionesses calendar, or England women as it was, as it is the 50th anniversary of their first official game. 
It was played back in 1972, away to Scotland. Now, recently I took a trip north of the border to the ground where it was played at, and I've spoken with some people that were involved in that game too. I have a very special episode all about it, so really hope you can join me for that. Now, don't worry, I'll calm down and get back into a, a regular routine with these podcasts into the new year. I'll end up losing my voice at this rate. Actually, one more thing before I go. I have a very special prize to give away soon. I've been putting a few teasers out on the Three Lions podcast Twitter. Uh, Go take a look. There's a competition I'm going to put out very, very soon. But thank you, as always, for joining me. Please spread the word, and I'll be back with you very soon. So until then, look after yourselves. Take care. Cheers. Cheers.